What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. What's good? What's good? Week six officially in the books in the NFL. Uh, we get a little, uh, little, little crazy Buffalo Bills losing to the Tennessee Titans. And that one, Adam and I are going to get to some football here. We're going to talk about tonight's Monday Night Football game. We're going to talk about uh, some some waiver wire looks that you're going to want to do on uh, if your waivers goes through on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. But I mean, I guess. But before we do that, um, Red Sox, Astros, twelve three. I mean, this is just neither team's pitching looks even remotely good. Although I'm. I'm Crazy surprise! The Astros only scored three runs. Adam, what's up, man? What's good? How are you? Uh, doing well. Yeah, I mean, we figured there was going to be a lot of runs in the game. I think the total was nine and a half, uh, and with the pitching and the bullpen, you figured all right, it would go over. But uh, I think I said it last week. The Red Sox kind of have this magical feel to them. Uh, you know, they were great in the first half. Folded, uh, not folded, but not as good in the second half. It looked like for a second they might not make the wild card with the Blue Jays and Mariners coming on. They get in, they beat the Yankees, they beat the Rays, who were great in the regular season. Uh, and then Houston comes in with no Lance McCullers, who I felt they really needed. And even when you look at this starting pitching, uh, they're finding a way. And now another grand slam. Oh, they had two grand slams in game two, and then Schwarber hits a grand slam. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's still two, one far from over, but they got a much needed performance from Eduardo Rodriguez who gave him six innings. And I saw a stat Eduardo Rodriguez hit uh, six innings tonight. The Houston Astros starters in the first three games combined haven't gone six innings. And no, that's the problem. Even. I mean, yeah. Jose Urquidy only going an inning and two thirds tonight. I mean, yeah, they've definitely been, listen, the bad, th- this whole series, you know, and, and what we expected coming in. Was that it was all about the hitting? Like neither team's yeah. pitching was looking good coming in. You're right. The McCullers' loss was uh, was huge, huge. Um, so yeah, to get this, you know, to to get the rare, really, you know, great quality start here, especially from from Erod. Um, yeah, that's a that's a big mover in this one for sure. Yeah. Now they play the next two straight days in Boston, so the Astros' bullpen is already depleted. Uh, I don't. I haven't. I haven't seen if either team has named a starter yet uh, for Game Four. Uh, but the Astros obviously are, are in big trouble as far as the bullpen, uh, having to dip into it and now have to play two days in a row. So at least the Red Sox were able to get six from their starter. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, clearly, the National League teams, each uh, both Dodgers, Braves, have way better starting pitching. Well, see, and that's the thing is that, you know, you've got a lot of good starting pitching in the National League. You got a lot of good offense in the American League. I mean, that's kind of isn't that always the way it's really been right? The National League overall has usually had better pitching overall than the American League and the AL. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the DH rule, but the AL has just always been, you know, on the offensive front. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think just in this instance uh these two teams just you know issues at this time of year. i mean i didn't think boston had strong starting pitching all year and that's why i kept looking at this team i was like yeah i don't know about them for the postseason like where's the pitching all right you get chris sell back maybe but he hasn't been good evaldi's been solid but rodriguez even though a lot of the underlying name numbers say he should be better it just didn't happen um you know pavetta and even their bullpen's not great so 
that's why, again, you know, sometimes these teams just get on these magical runs. It just has that feel for Boston. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if they'll, you know, still win this series or even win the World Series, but uh, it, they kind of just have that magical feel. And then Alex Cora, right? He's not there last year and he's back and look what happens. Yeah, Alex Cora, the bench coach during the Astros scandal, and now he's back with the Red Sox, and suddenly they're winning here in the clutch time. Oh, yeah, because they're cheating, right? Super interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, I, he, coincidence? Cheating and hasn't helped. Is it, I mean, is this a coincidence, man? No, like the Astros up. Maybe, maybe the whole cheating linchpin has been Cora all the time. Uh, maybe you're right. Who knows? Oh well, what what? Because because it's plausible. You don't want to you don't want to acknowledge it. Um, again, I think for Dude, both sides, of, man, I don't. Care. I know. <laughs> both. I mean, those guys are all good hitters, man. Before this whole thing. Yeah. Oh my God, Bregman, Correa. Yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Never. You know, I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit there and say that, you know, it was it was right or it was wrong. I mean, obviously cheating is wrong and, and stealing signs is garbage and, and tipping pitches and buzzers and and all of that nonsense. I mean, that's, you know, but I mean, aren't we. I mean, not to get all philosophical here on baseball and stuff like that, but I mean, isn't isn't baseball just the the ultimate microcosm of life is that you're always going to have people who are looking to cut corners and looking to gain an edge over their opposition and don't really care about going outside the rules. Sure. I mean, it happens in everyday life. Right. That's what I'm saying. So mm -hmm. baseball is, uh, is, is just like it. You know, there, oh, there's always going to be somebody there and it's probably every, every sport too. Right. I mean, like you got to figure all the steroid use in football uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, every sport has its, uh, has its run of cheaters who, uh, who just try to buck the system and, and get ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm seeing that it could be Pavetta and Greinke in game four. Can't wait to see that total. Pavetta versus Greinke. I'll take the over. Thank you. Yeah. I wonder if it gets up to 10. It was nine and a half today. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's it's funny. I um I don't even look. I here's the funny thing is that if I don't have to write an article, like I don't even look at the line. I just want to enjoy the game. Uh sometimes I'm like that. I haven't really done much postseason baseball betting. I'm just curious. I like to look at it, but uh yeah, I see the total for Braves Dodgers seven and a half, but not a surprise with Bueller and Morton on the mound. No, but you know, there was a, I think you had a, an eight or an eight and a half total for game one. It was a seven and a half for game two. And yeah, so under for the first one, over for the second one. And now uh, and then you're going to look for an under here. Oh, and that's the five. That's the first game. Five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, so that'll great. be going on. That'll be going on while we're doing the uh, fantasy alarm show. Um. It will be, yes. Yeah. We'll at least get to watch the first hour of the game before we yeah. go live. Which should be good. It's a nice way to kind of ease into the show. Although we'll start talking baseball and then, you know, uh, Howard Metdeutsch here. <laughs> you know you can't talk about baseball. It's football season and football drives the bus. <laughs> I think it's an obligation for everybody at Sirius to have a, uh, a, a Matt Deutsch impression. Do you do one, Adam? 
Matt Deutsch here. How are you? <laughs> right, Matt. everybody's got one. Producers, yeah. hosts, doesn't even Matt Deutsch has a, an imitation <laughs> of himself. Oh, all right. So Boston, Houston. It's now Boston up two to one in the series. Yeah. Game four is tomorrow. Wow. What about so? Braves go up three nothing tomorrow. What do you think? No, I'd be stunned, man. I I cannot see it, man. I just can't. Why not? I, I can't. Um, Walker Bueller's on the mound. He's been great. Uh, look, the Braves won two games on walkoffs. It's not like they dominated the series. I mean, game I'm not two saying was- that they dominated the series, but they do have to. They've they've come back. I mean, they beat sure. I mean, they you know it was it was two two throughout the entire game. You get into the Dodgers bullpen. They have the Dodgers bullpen's number. Nah, I, I I think the Dodgers win. Okay, what's the money line on that game? Uh, Dodgers are minus one seventy on the money line. Ooh, that's Braves, a lot of juice. Plus one fifty. Plus one fifty. Mm-hmm. You want to give me some odds on that one there, man? I'll I'll put ten on it. Uh, why would I do that? I don't know, just for for the fun of it. No. For the excitement, for the edge. If I can do, I can. If I want that, I can just bet it on a book. Why do I need to oppose you for? Because I live in California, my friend, and I don't. I, I don't want to have to like sit there and, and call my buddy and make a bet through him anymore. I okay. pestered him throughout the entire baseball season. I'm actually trying to give him the playoffs. You off. just said if you're not writing something, you don't want to bet it. You're not writing it, are you? Um, I write uh, on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, so right, not so tomorrow's you're, game. You're out. For tomorrow's game. Yeah, you're out for tomorrow's. Right. But we'll go for the sweep on Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give me odds on that? No. You're no fun. I know. You're no fun. All right. So who comes out of this series, Boston or Houston? Oh, boy. Um. It might be Boston. All right, Grinky is starting for the Astros. That is now official. Okay. Okay. So who who's coming out? Astros or, or Red Sox? Boston. I, be, I before the series, I thought it was Houston, but then when I saw the McCullers injury, I, I was really concerned because I'm. That's the one thing with Houston. I was worried about their starting pitching. You know, or Keedy and Grinky's been banked up, and Framber. It's. Uh, I mean, Nationals still have a great offense, though. Who? Astros still have a great offense. Yes. I thought you said the Nationals. I was like, where are they coming from? All right. So you think Boston possibly or probably comes out of that? That's your lean right now. Um, And I'm going to assume that you're going to lean Dodgers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Atlanta's the only team that I, I actually like out of this out of this group. Oh, they're the only team I dislike out of this group. <laughs> <laughs> For obvious reasons. Right? Well, I guess mine are pretty obvious also. Yes. Right? Growing up, geez, man, the late 70s, the Do- I hated the Dodgers. Hated them. Ron Say and Steve Garvey and that whole, oh, God. Wow, God. the Red Sox have set a record with at least 10 hits in six straight playoff games and tied a record with 20 homers in their first eight games of this postseason. Wow. 
That is insane. And Grinky hasn't gone five innings in a start in five weeks. I don't know how healthy he is either. Crazy. Take the over. Yeah, so it'll be fucking three, two. <laughs> I hate that's how that shit works, man. <laughs> like that last Bre- uh, Braves Brewers. I was like, yeah, I mean, look, everything you look to says under. Brewers weren't hitting. All, like the Brewers were like 7 0 1 to the under in their eight playoff games, and the shit went over by, I think, one, though. It was 5 4, I think, or something. But that's the thing, man. When everything looks too obvious and all the trends point one way, you usually know what happens. Well, I mean, isn't that the way? Isn't that what we sit there when we talk about betting football all the time? Yeah. How many times do we say this? Uh, you and I were both on the Titans. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, and I know like everyone was on the Bills, and if you looked at every number, it's like, well, how the Bills? How are they going to lose? They're putting up points. Their defense has been great. Tennessee's hasn't been great offensively. Defensively, they can't stop the pass. But home, home game, underdog. I didn't think Tennessee would win. I thought they had a shot, but I didn't think they would win. But I thought they would keep it close, and um, they went out and they won the game straight up. A huge win for Tennessee, thirty-four, thirty-one. It was a huge one. I mean, it was like when you and I were talking about we, we, the last episode when we were breaking down that Cowboys Patriots situation, right? And it was just like I mean, the the line is just begging you to take the Cowboys, and we were on the Patriots, and we were there right until the very end, right? I mean, we, oh, I was not on the Patriots. Oh, who was I talking to? Oh, Mish. I was talking to Mish. Mish yeah. and I were on the Patriots. Yeah, that's that's right. I, I had my losses this week. I didn't get everything right. Browns, <laughs> Chargers. So, uh, <laughs> but don't hand me, don't hand me the damn Patriots. Yeah. Oh man! All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's just pivot to football. Rah rah! Baseball. Pfft, the American League sucks. I hope the Braves win it all. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about this Bills Titans game, uh, and then uh, talk a little waiver wire for fantasy football. Right after we pay some bills and talk to our sponsors. All right, Adam. So yeah, Titans, 34-31 winners. We we had we were on the Titans. We were getting the points in this one. Um, although I said under uh during the fantasy alarm show. I don't remember if you said over or under on that. Under as well was my yeah. I didn't feel good about it, but 65 points scored in this one. Yeah, I don't feel so good about it either anymore. No, I meant like I didn't have a strong lean. You know, you asked me, I said if I had to, I'd take the under, but I didn't feel, you know, good as making that a pick. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing neither one of us bet the total on that one because we both would have lost, but we did win with the uh with the Titans there. I mean, this is I mean, it's exactly what you said earlier, right? Bills didn't have that great of a run defense. Um, because they haven't been tested throughout the entire uh, the entire season. Steelers, Dolphins, Washington, Texans, Houston. Dolph- I mean, come the on, Chiefs. Guys. So yeah, and then Derrick Henry absolutely destroyed them. Absolutely murdered them. And I, I even I think I even said this to you earlier. I was like, you know, everybody's talking about the Bills are going to sell out to stop the run and everybody stacks the box on Derrick Henry. Yet he just continues to plod through. I mean, it's just it's it's unbelievable. That 72 yard touchdown. 
that dude just trotting down the field like that. I mean, it was it's crazy how he turns on the the jet. I mean, I know everybody's fast in the NFL, but to see a dude that size just clearly outrun every defensive player who was chasing him, that that's impressive. And picking up speed. I mean, look, we're gonna look back on this and we're gonna be like, wow, we got to see Derek Henry play. This guy's just he's amazing, man. There's just really nothing left to say. He has at least now 113 yards rushing in five of six games. Uh, he's got he's got 10 fucking rushing touchdowns this year. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, man. A lot of us are just I mean, did we did we just overthink it with Derrick Henry not taking him three or four? Because many of us didn't. I mean, I had the third pick in the league. I went Zeke. I mean, I don't think that's a bad pick, but I didn't go Henry. Another league, I want Kamara to diversify. Uh, I only have Henry in one redraft and a couple basketball, but I was not taking him three, four. Uh, you know, I, I was more worried not about the lack of receptions. I was worried about the workload, man. But you know what? He's not human. He's not human, bro. It's just not like we used to have what? The curse of four. Was it 400? 350, 400, whatever it was. Oh, how many carries somebody gets? Yeah. yeah. And now, like, this dude had 303 in the regular season in 2019, not counting the playoffs, 378 last year. And like he missed one game. Of course, I'm not going to forget it. It was week 16 in 2019. I don't know why he fucking sat, but he cost me a championship. I'm never going to forget it. Um, but anyway, that's the only game he missed. Uh, yeah, it's just he never gets up slowly. He's never in pain. Like it's just crazy what he is doing. And I think we just need to sit back and just, you know, appreciate what we're seeing because we are just seeing greatness right now. But one of the things that we've seen over the past couple of years with Derrick Henry, though, is that September, October, it's never like this. This always happens when the calendar flips to November. So I guess, you know, I guess the question is, do you look at a guy like Derrick Henry and say, no matter uh, what? That's, that's not true. That two years, it wasn't true last year. He had big games early last year. Did he? I don't yeah. remember his game log. I thought he, I had, I thought he started off a little slower no, again. 31 last year. last year, week one, 31 for 116, 25 for 84, 26 for 119 and two touchdowns, 1957, two touchdowns, 22 for 212 and Oof. two touchdowns against the Texans. So, Jeez. All right. yeah, dude, this guy. And right now he's got um. Uh, I had, I just did the math 178 touches in six games, bro. That is, I, I just, he's it's from another he's, planet. It, it's a shame that he's not a league winner because he doesn't catch passes. I know. Right. <laughs> Dang, man. Do you have him anywhere? Um, no, I actually don't. I actually do not. I did a lot of picking from the back end of the draft this year. Well, yeah, for me, I either had like top three or back in. Um, there was one league where he almost fell to me at the end. I was like, no way. Are you serious? And it didn't happen. I think maybe I was a pick or two away at the back end. Uh, but, I, you know, I did pass it on three. Um, and I know it's easy to say now, but I mean, if we did a redraft, he's one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, listen. Every every running back, every top running back had warts coming into the season, right? Yeah. It was McCaffrey's yeah. injury and, and right. re-injury injury. last year. Mm -hmm. Cook. Cook, same thing. Uh, Zeke. Zeke. 
was Zeke was more, if you look at his numbers, they were kind of going down each year mm-hmm. and you wondered, okay, is the workload catching up? Is he slowing down? It really wasn't Pollard. I don't think people were making that argument. I know McCarthy talked about late in the preseason saying, all right, we're going to mix in Pollard more. And I don't know if people kind of, I don't think that was the reason people stayed away from Zeke. I think they were like, oh, he's slowing down. Look at the yards per carry. Look at this. He doesn't look the same. Where I threw last year out because number one, he had COVID. Two, he had no Dak. And three, the offensive line was beat up. So I threw all that out the window. And the reason why I was taking Zeke's three was like, okay, the offensive line's healthy. Dak is back. And he's going to get a big workload. And even with Pollard in the picture, he's still getting the workload. So the question for Zeke was, okay, is he on the downside of his career when you look at all the touches from college and the pros? So that was a valid reason. Kamara obviously was the quarterback situation and Mm -hmm. the whole offense. Um, Henry, to me, I I never used the pass catching as an excuse. My concern was, all right, can this guy hold up? Yeah, Mm -hmm. this guy hold up. And you know what? I mean, he... I guess early in his career, he didn't get worked heavily. I mean, I guess maybe that's helping now. Um, but it's like two. Because even last year, he was well over 400 touches when you include the playoffs. And then two years ago, wait, 2019, wasn't that the they made the AFC championship, right? Against New England? Mm-hmm. 2019. Yeah, they were so, the wild card. And right. ended up like you so, know coming in and winning. So in the regular season, he had 321 for touches. So I'm assuming with the playoffs, he got close to 400 over. I mean, that's insane. Like, and the other thing is as big as he is, he dishes out so much punishment. He also takes more hits. He's just, he's just a machine, man. There's just no way to explain it. And you know, what's going to happen now. He'll finish the year strong. He won't miss a game. Everyone takes him at one next year. And then next year he gets banged up. And then the people, I I told, and then the people, I told you he was, but no, shut up. You can't do it. Like, (laughs) and this is my problem because people will, there were probably people who said at the beginning, oh, McCaffrey's small. He's never going to hold up. And they were wrong. And now they're going to take victory laps. Oh, well, I told you, well, were you taking him the last, uh, before last year, like those years, he had big years. You know, so if you always have a, something and you say repeat it year after year, yeah, of course you're going to be right at some point, right? <laughs> I mean, people who four years ago, oh, Julio Jones injury prone. Yeah, now you look smart. Oh, great. You waited till he's 32 to say, you're like, come on. That's what I hate is when people do that. You got to be honest with yourself. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 very funny. It's, you know, I mean, that was um... – you know, there's a there's an analyst in the in the industry who I don't like and and have never gotten along with because I always thought he was a smug asshole and um and and he uh he he bet the farm on C J Anderson uh being a an absolute stud and then I think it was uh, it was, it was I think it was like somewhere around like week twelve or week thirteen. And this is like early on in, in CJ Anderson's career, but it was like week 12 or week 13 where the, the starter, whoever he was sharing the backfield with wasn't in, uh, you know, was hurt. And, and Anderson had a, a big game. And, uh, and, and this analyst turned around and said just that, see, this is why I was so supportive of CJ Anderson in the preseason. This is what you're getting from him. And I was like, are you gotta be kidding me? Right. Week 12. Probably not on anybody's friggin' roster because of the shit games that he put in beforehand, right? It was it was unbelievable. So yeah, listen, victory lab people who you know have a short memory. I mean, 
Come on. I mean, how many times you see that on fantasy football Twitter right now where you get guys who make these like ridiculously stupid hot takes and uh, and and then, they're, you know, when when the narrative hits suddenly three or four weeks down the road, they're like, oh, see, I knew it all along. Yeah, I mean, it's annoying. Look, we're all going to get things right, all going to get things wrong. But you know, sometimes just don't sit there and, and, you know, make excuses and try to skew it to favor your argument. You know, if you again, it's still only six weeks. But, man, um, if you like buried Derrick Henry, um, you clearly were wrong. Yeah, 100 percent. I didn't bury him. I didn't bury him. But I didn't bury him, but I, I mean, I, I shoveled him. some dirt on the grave a little bit. because I, <laughs> I didn't take him. I mean, you know, I had again, I didn't take him three or four. And obviously right now he was clearly the pick to take yeah. there. So, I mean, it hasn't really cost me yet, but we'll see. I mean, now looking at it, I'm like uh, Kamar or Henry. Yeah, I kind of wish I had Henry right now. Especially since Kamara, well, he did catch passes his last game, but we'll see what happens uh, this week. Well, this week when, when the Saints play, who are they playing? Is that the Se- Seahawks Seattle, that week? Monday night. We have some oh. uh, We have some very exciting primetime games this week. Oh, my Lord, right? Was it Denver, Denver, Cleveland? Walking carcasses. Right. <laughs> What's the Sunday night game? Colts Niners. It's not terrible, yeah, you know? It's not terrible. But it's not like... Oh, yeah, I can't wait for that one. I mean, Colts are playing better. You know, Wentz is playing better. Hilton's back. Taylor looks good. For the 49ers, uh, the initial report had Lance not practicing and Jimmy G, I think, was. So I think we're probably going to see Jimmy G. Okay, which, in my opinion, kind of boosts that passing game a little bit. I'm just, you know, I just don't think Lance is ready. Yeah, very, I mean, definitely brings that running element, but inaccurate Mm -hmm. with his passing. So, that's not a terrible game, but Saints Seahawks. Oh my goodness, man! Just <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be nine to six. Yeah, I think you might see sixty plays combined between the two teams. <laughs> All right, well, so that's what went. So let's talk about the game here. Other than Derrick Henry just being an absolute stud, um, I got housed on my my monkey knife fight props here by. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen throwing for 353. That was, uh, you know, again, I didn't really, I didn't expect that. I mean, you know, they ran the ball, not not Josh Allen, but they ran the ball 14 times. Like if you take away Josh Allen's yeah. nine rushes, 14 times. Um, I mean, they just it dictated the pass. Uh, Diggs got force fed the targets, just like you said. He got into the end zone. Uh, Cole Beasley. <laughs> Remember, we, we had that call today, Cole Beasley versus A.J. Brown. We went A.J. Brown, who's still seven for 91, was good. He did not get into the end zone there. But Diggs and hopefully Beasley they won. Did. Hopefully they won. Um, What's it? Hopefully they won with, and got enough from A.J. Brown. I mean, he had zero in the first half, and then they finally realized he was on the team and got him the ball. Right. Um so look, yeah, 16 I mean, points in a PPR. Yeah, which is fine. And I even mentioned it, they're like, oh, snaps are going to be limited. It doesn't matter because what they're going to do is in the obvious run situations, they're going to take him off the field. So he doesn't have to block. And then when he they'll throw to him the other time. So it's not really a big deal. Um, even if I, I didn't even see what his percentage of snaps was yet. Um, but even if he played 65 percent, it doesn't matter. He's, he's going to get the ball. And of course, 
Julio Jones left this game with a hamstring injury. So uh, that was one guy I completely stayed away from this year. You know, I kind of said it last year that, you know, I want to back out on these big receivers uh, who age, uh, like Andre Johnson, an example. Like, you know, he was good, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. And Julio's 32 years old. Um, and we saw last year he missed seven games, and he was hobbled in the preseason. So I uh, completely stayed away from I did take him in one basketball. I remember it was like round five or six, and I'm like, well, what if I'm wrong about Julio and I don't have any and I took him? And yeah, right away, I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Sometimes if you are that strong, you have that feeling, just stick with it. But then again, it worked the opposite last year. The opposite last year, I was off Keenan Allen because of Tyrod Taylor coming in. And I was like, yeah, I don't see it. The volume's not going to be there. And then on the five, six turn, Keenan was there. And I was like, well, what if I'm wrong and I don't have any Keenan Allen? I took him and then, but I didn't know a doctor was going to stab Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that, right? Yeah. Punctured his lung. Yeah. So, but I think if you are like strongly against the player, just stick with it and don't take him no matter what. And, you know, again, Julio, maybe he plays next week and he's good the rest of the year, but his body is breaking down. I mean, 6'3, 220, and 32 years old. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, um, I, I don't have any Julio this year either. I stayed, I stayed away from him as well. I mean, again, you know, I mean, we've seen it, you know, how many times, how many times do you have to watch Julio get like pulled out of a game, right? Stand on the sidelines limping because his foot hurts. Um, yeah, not happening at all. Not happening at all. Yeah. All right. So look at this. My monkey knife fight props. Here you go. I lost with Josh Allen over, over 10. Josh Allen on the over under for the 290. Two. I lost on the un, on the over for Tannehill at two thirty six. That um, was that was disappointing, man. Because you know, if you would have said, "Hey, the Titans are going to put up thirty four points against the Bills," you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Tannehill, he did not play well, man. He missed a lot of throws. It was mm-hmm. a really disappointing game for Tannehill. Dude, his his. I mean, you think about it. You've got AJ Brown, who's not healthy, or, or at least not altogether there. Julio left injured. And what else do they have? You want to talk about a, a yeah, crap no, group see, of receivers? No, see, I, I I disagree with that because Tannehill's been a QB one the last two years. What did he have those two years? Yeah, that's true. He was you know? saddled with Corey Davis last year. You oh, know how I feel about him. <laughs> what a good year! Um, but no, <laughs> if you you I mean, you did you watch the whole game tonight? Or you watched it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was missing throws, man. He made some bad throws tonight. He had Julio open, missed him. He just he's not playing as well as he did the last two years. He just isn't. Um, this was a not a good game from him tonight. I mean, guys got six touchdown passes in six games. Oh my God. And I've been playing this guy. And no wonder my NFFC team sucks. <laughs> no, that team though just has a I mean losing fun. losing Taylor Lewan during the game also yeah. doesn't help very much yeah. either. Yeah, it didn't help, but he, I think the Julio throw that he missed was before that. Um, but yeah, he just—he's just not throwing the ball as well as he used to. Who who to thunk it, man? Arthur Smith was the linchpin that kept it all together for the Titans. Yeah, he's doing very well in Atlanta. Oof. Hey, at least they didn't lose this week. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they got Miami this week, so. <laughs> oh, what's the spread in that game? 
it's got to be pretty low. Um, Miami, I'm assuming Miami gets dinged for coming back from London because they, I think, from what I understand, they elected not to take the buy. I think they offer the teams coming back from London the buy, and they Miami for, for some reason did not take it. They're like, yeah, hey, you know what? We're just going to keep losing. We'll take our buy late in the year. I think they have a week 14 buy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I do, that I don't know. That's two and a half. Game. Falcons are favored by two and a half in that one. Yeah, that's a riveting game. <laughs> yeah, that that speaks volumes. Atlanta's on the road in Miami, and they are favored by two and a half. I, I think that's the London trip. Yeah, but, I would say so. I mean, that's, you know, again, that this is the first time a team's done that, right? Uh, Elected I, to skip I, the bye? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure either. Man, there's not a lot of good games this week. No, 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 no. I, every game I bet this week, it's gonna be it's gonna be Rams, Detroit. It's gonna be Houston, Arizona. And it's gonna be like Chicago, Tampa Bay. That's I'm wow, just gonna take the four bit the three biggest spreads. I think this is clearly the worst week of the season for matchups so far. The only game that I Bengals Ravens is intriguing, even though mm-hmm. it's six and a half. And I guess Titans Chiefs with you know, but after that, like, what game are you going? Oh, I can't wait to watch it. Oh, my. This is this is. Yeah, this is by far the worst week of the season for appealing matchups. Not even close. Yeah, it's going to be a bad one. It's well, going to be a bad one. Well, hopefully we make money off it. Let's see. So let me do my parlay now. Take all the big money line. <laughs> all right. Packers <laughs> money line. The, uh, the, look, the Bucks are minus 850. The Cardinals are minus 1250. Rams minus 1000. Done. Boom. Three team parlay right there. Yeah. What, what, let, all right. I'll throw the Packers in with the Cardinals. All right. So that's a, is that a five? No, that's 14 parlay. All right. So oh, minus 156 for that parlay, bro. Oh man! <laughs> if you take the Packers, Rams, Bucks, and Cardinals money line on DK Sportsbook, minus one fifty six for that parlay. That's a lot of juice. Yeah, man. Oh, oh man, for a parlay, a hundred dollars to win sixty four oh one. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tease this Bucks Bears game down to uh, so it'll be Bucks minus uh, or Bears. Plus 21 and a half and uh, and the over under it. Uh, I'll take the over 42. Yeah, that's probably the way to do those games this week is some teasers. Yeah. That's going to be brutal. That's going to be brutal. So, all right. So that's the way the Bills and Titans went. Um, now, real quick, and just to uh, amplify our point, only two games have a total of 50 or more this week. <laughs> And I'm going to take the under in both. <laughs> this is going to be an ugly week. Well, that's what DFS is for, Adam. Yeah. That's what DFS is for. And uh, and gambling, yeah. And gambling. Always gambling. Gambling, the solution to all of life's problems. Yeah, two of the three primetime games, total of 43 or under. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's just um, get through week seven. Let's get through week seven. Let's just power through it, right? So we've got six teams on a bye, and they're all, you know, they're pretty much pretty much all marquee teams too, right? I mean, there are a lot of really good players who are 
um, who are going to be gone. I'm talking about the Chargers are on a buy. Cowboys, right? Bills. Cowboys are on a buy. Bills are on the buy. Chargers. Chargers are on the buy. Minnesota and Pittsburgh. No, Jacksonville. Oh, well, yeah, Minnesota and Pittsburgh are there too. It's Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, the Chargers, and Jacksonville. Yeah, it is definitely a rough week, man. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. So, and and then what's worse is that now everybody that you're you're competing with for the waiver wire is going to be, you know, looking to chase these guys because I mean, you know, when you've got this many quality players all having the same bye week, I mean, there are people you said it on the fantasy alarm show. There's no way that you know you, you're going to be able to field a, a full team of like respectable talent. Yeah, I mean, I already looked at one of my teams in a 14 team league and I'm just like, wow, this is a major problem. Like I'm I'm probably going to have to drop a decent player just to get in a full lineup this week. It is really that bad, especially if you're in a league with four or five bench spots and say you have two or three players on by and then you have injuries. Um, it's really rough. And if you don't have an IR spot, you know, you might have a Nick Chubb who's not playing or a McCaffrey or Kareem Hunt like. <laughs> You know, or Jerry, or you've been holding on to Jerry Judy, and he's close to return. And you got those guys on your bench. Like, what do you do? So um, I'm telling you, we're going to definitely get a lot of tough questions this week, and uh, people are going to have to make tough decisions on who to cut. And for those teams that are not affected by the buy, I looked at one of my teams. I think I have one player on buy. I'm like, how the fuck is this possible? I'm like, <laughs> this is like, are you serious? Um, so a team like that. Uh, when you this is a every week you should do it, but this is a week where you should absolutely look at the drop list after that first waiver wire run. You might be surprised as to what you see on there. Yeah, oh, guaranteed to find talent. At least one player who will be dropped in your league will be better than your worst bench player. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, guaranteed. I, I might be one of those people. Hopefully not, but. Uh, Although in tonight's game, uh, Dawson Knox left late with a hand injury and he's I'm on swing. by. Yeah, he's on by. No, I'm just saying, like, if you have two tight ends uh, and Knox is on by, because I'm already starting to think I have Goddard. But then again, I don't know if Goddard, he's still on the COVID list. I mean, it's still it's Monday night because uh, I know that they announced Damian Williams and Goddard are still on the COVID-19 list. I mean, they still have six days to get ready. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if they if you I'm, but I have heard sometimes when you test positive, it can take, you know, 10 to 14 days for it to go away. And they need two negative tests within 72 hours. Yeah. They need the negative test like first thing on, you know, Tuesday morning. Right. And then again, and then, on Thursday. and then it comes in again on Friday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully cross our fingers, man. We can't have players sitting with COVID this week. Oh, oh that would be devastating. Devastating. I am. Um, oh, geez. My Independence Day Invitational team. I got Dawson Knox over there. Two, well, and we start two tight ends. Yeah, uh, you, that league, you can't drop them. Oh, no, I can't. I'm going to have to pick up. A, I have to find another tight end. Where the hell? What happened to my yeah, bench good luck. guys? I dropped guys? two tight ends, man. Come on. Right. I know I'm crushing in this league too. five and one. I've got the most points overall. This team is sick. This team is sick. 
And my two tight ends are Kelsey and Knox. Yeah, I mean, you'll just have to. I don't know. That might even be a league where if you're doing that well, if you don't have a spot, maybe you just suck it up and take a zero. I hate doing it, but you can't drop someone good if you're in a good spot. If you're one in five, two and four, it's different. But again, every situation is different. I hate taking zeros. I don't want to. But again, this is going to be a really rough week. I, I don't recall. Not that I remember shit from last year. I don't recall a bye week like this in a while with this many good players out. No, here, here, here are the tight ends uh, to which I have from which to choose, right? OJ Howard. He's not bad, actually. I mean, you know, he's available. Out. He's yeah. I'm a little surprised by that. Why? I mean, he wasn't doing it's a t- anything. It's a, t- it's a two tight end league, and yeah. and Gronk is out. Or well, he's been out. Um, Gronk could return this week. I haven't heard anything, but in a two tight end league, I would yeah. have thought as soon as Gronk goes down. Great and Howard would be added. Um, you would think that'd be the case, but apparently nobody in this league believes in either one of them. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a worse tight end on a roster than those guys. Um, I can to. go back and look, but That's yeah. So we don't need to. Brayton Howard are there. Fryermuth is there, but he's on bye. Durham Smythe, Will Disley. Uh, Herndon's on a bye. Sweeney's on a bye. Kyle Rudolph, Mercedes Lewis, Donald, oh, Donald Parham's on a bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there ain't nothing in this league. Nothing. It'll be the two Tampa guys if Gronk is out again. And you might not. And the thing is, you don't want to spend a ton of money and then find out on Friday, oh, yeah, Gronk's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. That This might be that case where you just take the zero. Or you just you throw like a, a buck on some like schlub and just hope to. Yeah. Hope he gets not. one catch for 12 yards. Oh, I got right. two points. Right. Listen, <laughs> that that pays. That pays. Um, all right. So as far as the waiver wire goes, let's uh, let's talk about that. Um, no. Uh, no noticeable QB injuries like Dak hurt himself, his calf, but. He's got the bye week this week, and uh, and and the team's obviously downplaying it. So there's nothing really to to kind of gab about as far as quarterbacks go. Well, I think if you need to stream because of buys, Tua might still be out there. Maybe no one picked him up, and he looks solid. He's home against Atlanta, so I think he's not bad. Winston could have been dropped for his buy, and he's uh, against Seattle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there are going to be people who probably need to stream a little bit this week. Mac Jones against the Jets. He's OK. I mean, I like the other guys better, but yeah. All right. Well, it's ugly. It's definitely, definitely ugly. I've seen much prettier girls in my day. Um, at the running back spot, obviously, Kareem Hunt got hurt. So you're looking at Dearness Johnson, uh, Demetric Felton. I already have Dearness Johnson, I think, in like five leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got him for like three bucks. Too. Yeah, three bucks in our t- in two RT Sports leagues uh, for zero dollars in a league because they're zero dollar bids. My home league, I picked them up Friday, first come, first serve. Um, GST, I picked them up. I spent more, though. I don't know how much. It was more than three. Yeah, I mean, look, again, the second waiver wire run. Well, I'm talking more of the high stakes because RT, NFFC, um, 
But in your home leagues too, like I think what happens is people do their first waiver wire run and then they get a little lax. You got to pay attention to the news Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and always pick up these backup running backs if there's some type of injury or just stash them. Again, they're, you're better off having one of these backup running backs than some fifth string wide receiver. And I know, oh, what about the bye weeks? Don't worry about it, man. Because if you guys were proactive on Khalil Herbert, Alex Collins over the last few weeks and got him for cheap, they've already paid dividends, man. You know, we got to piecework this thing week by week. So um, now people are going to have to spend a lot of money on Dearness Johnson. Um, and he might only be a one-week guy. That's the other factor, too. But again, this being the bye week, and you mentioned before, everyone's going to look. It's going to increase the price, man. We got inflation going on in the real world. We got inflation this week in fat. There you go. That was the so baseball was the microcosm of life, uh, and now football emulates it as well. The economy, yeah. All right, we're gonna have to find one for basketball now. Uh, okay. You think that over? Well, you think that because, over. Well, just like the real world, there's some NBA players who don't want to get vaccinated, and now uh, Kyrie Irving's paying the price. He's not playing. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> Really, I don't want to. Should I, do, I, do I need to pick on Kyrie? No, that don't. Poor delusional man. It really, yeah, I can't. I can't. I won't. I can't. I won't. And I and I'm not gonna. Um. All right. So running backs here: Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton. Um. Where do you stand on uh, on the Seattle situation? If Alex Collins doesn't play because of his hip or glute or whatever it is that's going on with him. Do you go for DJ Dallas or do you go for Travis Homer? Do you use them as like the contingency pick that if you don't get Dearness Johnson or Felton? Yeah, I think you can. And there's a chance Rashad Penny is back too. Um, so you could look at those guys. I think Ramondre Stevenson, you could look at as well. Uh, they started getting more involved. Man, I can't believe this, but it is so bad that you might even have to play Mark Ingram. <laughs> For real, it is that bad. Uh, oh, Jared Patterson's the other guy. We forgot about him because um, depending on the Antonio Gibson issue. Uh, I Yeah, I mean, because Gibson left twice and dealing with this shin fracture and it's clearly going to be a factor. So, yeah. And then pretty much everyone else is these backups. Yeah, McKinnon, Brandon Bolden. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're they're gonna be people playing these guys this week. Yeah, dude, I played Ryan Nall this week. Yeah, that's right. You did say that, yeah. Big fat zero. <sighs> I played Jamal Williams. 19 snaps. Ugh. It's brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Um, wide receiver position. Um, I mean, Paris Campbell got hurt. Maybe Zach Pascal, who also or put up a zero this week. Hilton might be out there. Um, I know he did get banked up, but I think it seemed it was more cautious because they had a big lead. Maybe Jamison Crowder could be out there coming off the bye. Um, well, we I've mentioned this guy for like three weeks, but maybe he's still out there because he finally returned Rashad Bateman. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he did return this week. Yeah, I do have – I think I have him in two leagues. Um, I don't think I'm playing him because I have better receivers, but, you know, he's – He's in the mix now. Um, uh, boy, uh, we mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown last week. I mean, it's so desperate. You might have to go Jamal Agnew. I mean, they're getting him the ball. 
I don't know why, but he's been getting – oh, no, they're on bye. Forget it. Um, Quez Watkins, maybe? It's pretty bad, man. Um, it's bleak out there. It's it really definitely is. bleak. That's the thing. This is not even a great waiver wire week either. No, this is the so far right now, this is the week. And there weren't really a lot of injuries. I mean, let's face it. With the exception of Kareem Hunt, there's no, like, you know, devastating injury that we're looking at where it's like, all right, who's the next man up? Right. So, you, yeah, if you go through all the teams, I mean, for running backs, it's really the Browns with Dearness Johnson, maybe Jarrett Patterson, and that's it. I mean, you don't even want to play anyone from Miami. That's how bad it is there, right? Um, Hubbard's been rostered. <sighs> Booker was already picked up for the Giants. I mean, yeah, it's there's not <laughs> much out there. No, there's definitely not much out there. Um, tight ends? No. See, we just kind of went through it. This is this is I this mean, is a terrible week. Maybe Ricky Seals Jones is still out there. In most competitive leagues, I don't think he is. Um, I know I ranked him pretty high. We talked about him last week as a pickup, DFS, but maybe he's still out there. Uh, let's see, Zach Ertz, maybe. Now that he got dealt, uh, but I would think people picked him up last week when they saw Goddard was out. Um, again, Howard, if Gronk is out, I mean, Evan Ingram has had so many opportunities and can't do shit. All these guys get hurt. And he does nothing, man. Nothing. Uh, Mo Ali Cox has been touchdown dependent, you know, not getting heavy volume. So, yeah, uh, man. So, man, there's going to be some high dollar bids for Jonas Johnson, bro. There really are. <clears throat> there really are like this is you know and of course the, you know the people who throw those huge bids are gonna be like well i mean you can't guarantee that there's gonna be anybody available for the rest of the way well and, and look if you're two and four and you have bye week issues this week or injuries right like you're like you know what i'll spend the money i'll hopefully get a win and then deal with it after i mean sometimes you have to do that in football i mean it sucks you don't want to spend it but you know in certain instances i understand you know, it all depends on, on where your team is at. But, you know, you're two and four, one and five. Like you can't the, having that fab in five weeks doesn't do you any good. If by that point you're eliminated. Yeah. My um, my FFPC main event team is taking a beating right now. A beating. I had both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And they're both out. And Russell Wilson was my quarterback. And Saquon Barkley is on this team. Trust, uh, trust me, I know my my NFFC team is like that. And it's just oh. like you sit there and you're like, oh, there's nothing I can do. Like all these guys are getting hurt, waivers is thin. And it's just it happens, man. You know, when you have a, a, a lot of teams, you're going to have a couple where it's just everything goes wrong. And you just continue to set a lineup and work waivers, but you just know you're like, yeah, it's just not happening. There's just too many injuries to overcome. And it sucks. Trust me. It sucks because it's like beyond your control and you feel like, oh, I want to do something. And it's like, well, what can I do? All well, these guys are hurt. You can play DFS. Yeah, that's true. You can do I think that. my focus, I think my focus was too on too much DFS this year and not enough seasonal. Like if I'm being honest, I've got a I've got a bunch of teams that really aren't that good. And, uh, and yeah, I'm going to compete throughout the entire year. I'm not going to give up on any of them. But I've got some teams that just don't look good. And, and the playbook has been 
on fire. You know, I mean, my lineups this week sucked. This is like the first, you know, losing week that I had all season long. So I think I I just put too much uh, energy into into the DFS world. Could be. Huh. I ever thought I'd be that guy to make that transition. Just chasing a dollar in a dream. Like many people. Oh, I have Tyler Lockett on this team, too. Shit's great. Bad. <laughs> Dude, how about that, right? Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Tyler Lockett, Saquon Barkley, Russell Wilson. Oh, my God, man. This team is horrible. Horrible. And just being decimated. I think it all started when uh, when Cam Akers went down and I drafted him in the uh, – the third round reversal for uh, Scott Fishbowl. I think that's when the wheels fell off the wagon for me, Adam. Yeah. It, so it went down pretty early is what you're saying. Pretty damn quickly, my friend. Pretty damn quickly. But meanwhile, winning money in DFS and uh, helping people into uh, into six and seven figure wins. So well, that's what matters. Can't really can't really argue against that. Right. And you Not know what? Millionaire Mike texted me today. I was so proud to see this text. Um, he said, got my check today, $1,020,000. So thanks a million, Howard. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? How good does that feel? I don't know. I've never had that happen to me. Oh, my God. It happens to me all the time. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just do these podcasts for the fun of it. I know. <laughs> Got my check today. One million twenty thousand dollars. Yowza. Yowza. Well, congratulations to millionaire Mike. And uh, all right. So not a lot on the waiver wire. Not a lot of good stuff there. Um, Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton. I think the most important point that we've made here for tonight for waivers is watch who gets dropped that's going to be a big one for this time right yeah no question in my mind um especially in the more shallow formats with fewer bench spots people are going to be forced to make tough decisions there might be someone who has four or five players in a buy and what if you have four or five bench spots and you already have guys hurt i mean you never want to take zero so uh yeah i really think Trust me, we're going to get some challenging questions this week. This is we're going to we're going to earn our money this week. <laughs> Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. No fish shows to distract me at the end of the week. Holy well, not yet. No, well, I'm taking. I heard they're at because my friend works at a hotel near the garden. He said fish is there uh, December 28th to the 31st because he yep. said every time they have something there, there's these items that are litter the street. Some something they smoke or something. You know what he's talking about? I think I mentioned this to you before. You knew what I was talking about. You sure you're not, not talking about balloons? I don't know if it's balloons, but he's like, damn, I, I know every time there's a fish show because all this shit is littered in the street. Something. Yeah, it's all balloons. It's all, yeah, uh, yeah nitrous. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the old nitrous mafia is what it's called. And they've got, yeah, you just you follow the hissing after the show. I haven't done balloons in a long, long time. That was fun, though. It was definitely fun. 
Um, yeah, that's that's the New Year's run. I got the Vegas run in two weeks for uh, Halloween. Okay. So I'll be taking off then. You'll be recording with John and Pemba during that time. Can't or wait. if you want to just bring on uh, different guests as well and kind of expand the whole thing because you'll be doing some radio with John too. That's right. So I might get bored of him is what you're saying? Yeah, you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> variety. It's the spice of life. It's why you're not married, Adam. We exactly. know that. It's how, uh, it's how my dating life goes. Hey, Unless is. you're listening to this, you're my only one, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you're my one and only. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight here on Anti Up. Big thanks to all of you for listening, liking, subscribing, all that fun stuff there. Adam and I will be back tomorrow. We'll talk uh, more about uh, this sham known as the American League Championship Series. And, uh, and we'll hit you with all the news and notes that you need to know for football. So that'll do it for us here tonight. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.